Welcome to Stork Storytime Talks with the North Liberty Library. Are you expecting or growing your family? If so, this podcast is for you. Delivering literacy one topic at a time. Welcome to the Stork Storytime Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mercy Iowa City. We invite you to like and subscribe to our Talks podcast wherever you listen. Much of the conversation about birthing centers around the mother, but what about the dads? Our guest today is working hard to expand that narrative. Elvin Freitas is an author and podcaster hailing from New York. With two decades of experience in the higher ed sector, Elvin considers himself an educator and currently has two podcasts where he provides learning opportunities to listeners all over the world. Elvin is a co-host of The Ed Up Experience, is the host of From Idea to Reality, the Majin Dome podcast, the latter's mission being to make the idea of an expectant father reading to his child an instinct. Welcome to the podcast, Elvin. Would you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that intro. Uh, It's very nice. Uh, First and foremost, I hope you and all the listeners are well during this time. Mm -hmm. Hope everyone is safe and, um, you know, not uh, too affected by what's going on uh, with COVID-19. So, uh, yeah, basically you summed up everything. (laughs) So uh, I've been in higher ed for a long time, and um, the whole idea of uh, Magendum, uh, having you know, expected fathers read to their uh, children in the womb, came to me actually when I was living. I was living in China. It was way back, and which is interesting now because of all the COVID thing. Um, I was there and I was teaching English, and I, I actually had a vision. Uh, I was almost falling asleep. I had a vision of a small child turning to me and saying the word "magendum," and I woke up and and I wrote it down. And I was trying to figure out what does it mean. And I did some research. I couldn't find anything. So I put some notes in my journal. And, and then um, I basically just kind of left it. But it just kept prickling in the back of my mind. And, and then, um, you know, I let it go. But I, I want to say then all the way, fast forward to 2010, that's when it, it kind of came resurfaced. And it came back. And um, it just hit me like a light. Above. It, it was amazing. It was just a light turned on. And I said, ah, this is what Magenda is. I have to dedicate my life to inspire expecting fathers to read to their kids in the womb. And the reason why is because I want um, fathers to be more involved in a positive way with their children. Because then I started to do some research and wow. It, it, and this was interesting because this happened before I became a father. Mm-hmm. I was still a, a single guy. And so, you know, I had imposter syndrome so who am i to talk about expecting fathers when i'm not a father so that was interesting so you know i did i did started to do a lot of research and wow the the research is just it's scary there are so many uh kids out there that are you know uh, dropping out of school uh, have teenage pregnancy suicide high depression that don't have involved fathers and, you know, one of the things that I, I want to make sure is that I understand between the man and the woman, sometimes that doesn't work out. And, and I get that. But at the very least, you know, I think uh, a man should, should be a father and engaged 
in a positive way. I think that's very important too because you can be an engaged father, but not in a positive way. And then right. you can be in a negative way. So, you know, I think reading uh, is, is a very, very positive uh, way to engage with your kids. And uh, I, I noticed that a lot of the folks that uh, I would uh, talk with when I was talking about what I wanted to do, they would say, oh, yeah, my parents read to me. My parents read, my dad read to me. They're well-spoken, very successful. And I seem to see a pattern here. So I, I said, okay, this, this seems to work. And so, you know, go into more of the research, you dive deep, and then there's like, you know, uh, fetal learning that's going on that people don't uh, really understand. But uh, it's still uh, a topic that they're exploring, you know, how much can they hear inside it? But they can, they can, they can understand the patterns. And, and so, I mean, that's just one component of it. But what I want to focus on is basically to get the dads involved early on. So I, I want them to, it's a, it was a very simple thing, to start reading to the belly. And plus they, they start to build this connection with their uh, child. Um, you know, and I dare say unborn child, you know, because sometimes that scares people, but it, it is an unborn child, it is their child. And, you know, the mother already has this direct connection. So how can we get the father to have that connection early on so that way after the child is born, then they will continue to engage with them in a positive way. So um, I thought this would be the perfect, and, and you know, I really didn't see much of that. Um, so I, I think there was like right. uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna ask if, you know, because I found it intriguing that this came to you when you were still a single man uh, and child-free, so I was wondering, were there fathers either good or not so good examples in your life, either you know from your part, from your family or from family and of friends, who may have made an impact on your interest in expecting fatherhood and the father's involvement from early childhood? Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what happened. It was based on my now that I analyze it, it was based on my experience and. Unfortunately, I was surrounded by a lot of um, uh, minority, I'm Puerto Rican, uh, minority uh, dads that were not engaged. And a lot of my uh, cousins, a lot of my uh, friends were growing up without dads. Uh, so I, that was a, a consistent uh, theme, unfortunately, going around my neighborhood where I grew up in actually in Massachusetts. And so uh, it definitely stems from that, uh, absolutely. And so I, I, was, I was tired of seeing you know, all these kids growing up without engaged uh, dads and not doing so well. I mean, I saw that. I, I, I was almost a victim myself, but I, I was lucky I had a grandmother that pulled me by the ear and, and yeah. she made me study. And, and she never had a day of education in her life, God rest her soul. And, but she's the one that said, no, you're going you know, to do education. You're going to go to school no matter what. And so I needed that male figure. I didn't really have that. I mean, I had an uncle, but he was only a few years older than me. So it's not fair to put the onus on him, but I didn't have that male figure that kind of set me straight. And so my grandmother took that role. And, you know, on Father's Day, she dressed up as a, a, a man and we celebrate her. <laughs> and she did it for, you know, for us, for a lot of my cousins. And they did not have involved fathers. So, yeah, I think that's a big part of it too. And then, and when I started to look at the research, it just made a lot of sense. And this was not just uh, a local issue. This is not just us. It is worldwide issue. You know, dads have to be more involved from the beginning. And when they are in a positive way, 
you know, that leads to happier uh, kids, that leads to more successful kids. And, and especially with the reading component, then they get into this routine. And then so you have, you know, uh, reading skills are going up. Then you have uh, folks who are more creative because reading leads to more creativity. Then you have folks who are more problem solvers and then uh, the folks who are going to school and um, excelling in school and completing school and then being successful um, in their personal and professional lives. So um, I thought that that would be an amazing uh, combination. And also the bond, I think the, the stronger bond they would create between the mother, the expectant mother and the expectant father uh, would be very powerful as well. Um, so the idea of reading, uh, you know, every night to, to the belly, and then that you set that routine, and then it just continues after birth. And so then the dad's all, well, you know what, we're doing this, I like okay, I read, I'll just read, I'll just continue this. And so obviously that, you know, tons of research show how, how important it is for parents to read to their kids. And so I'm trying to have that start ASAP, especially with the fathers. Yes, and I know, and I noticed that you mentioned that it not only strengthens the bond between the expectant father and the child, but also between the two expectant parents. Um, are you finding that uh, when it comes to your podcast, your listeners are both expectant mothers and expectant fathers, even though the conversation is for the fathers? Yeah, you know what's interesting is that I took um, a different approach to the podcast because I noticed that people actually don't feel comfortable talking about this subject when I when I brought when I bring it up and it's almost as though especially uh dads who are already uh, fathers they almost feel guilty they almost start to defend themselves and say well I didn't have time to read to my kid I don't have time I'm working I you know I gotta focus on uh making sure that we have money uh, food on the table and we have money in the bank and so I almost felt guilty so um what i started to was let me take a different approach and so that's why i called uh the podcast from idea to reality because i'm trying to make the idea of an expectant father reading to his child uh, a reality and trying to make it an instinct actually i mean i would love it mm -hmm. to get to the point where you know people are not like oh that's a good idea oh no it's just an instinct it's just part of being human you just if you're gonna have a kid you say okay what well, i read to the kid that's just what you do it's like when you're about to have a kid you try to get diapers ready you try to get the food ready so you do the nesting component of it you know so that's what, he, what i want so instead of just you know talking about expecting fathers and fatherhood and and, and and all that i took a different approach and so i said i'm going to talk about my journey of trying to get my idea of magendum to be reality. And then within that context, I'm going to bring on folks who have had ideas and they have made their ideas a reality. And so what I do is I talk about magendum more as a sponsor of the uh, podcast. And so that way it reaches a broader audience because I want folks who are aunts, uncles, I want folks who are friends, who have, uh, you know, family members or, or friends that are expecting, I want them to say, hey, did you, did you know that, you know, you should read to the room? Are you, start, are you reading to the room? Are you, are you guys, you know, what book are you going to read to them? This is that. And maybe those expect, expecting friends, they, they did not know that that was uh, something that they could do. Because a lot of times, a lot of people don't even realize that. So 
Right. I, I was trying to uh, broaden it, so you know, broaden my um, uh, my audience because I think, you know, uh, we I need and we need advocates to help these expectant parents, uh, you know, understand how important it is for them to start bonding with a child. And, and there's another group too that says, you know. The mother should read to the room. And, yeah, I was about to, that too. Yeah. It's like, um, it sounds like it really involves breaking down some of those ideas, some of those stereotypical ideas about gender roles, uh, where uh, the expectant mother is, ex, you know, is expected not to be repetitive, <laughs> yeah. carry the emotional, mental labor, as well as the physical labor yeah. of caring for the unborn child. And so, because if, if an expectant mother, if you, had, if you heard an expectant mother say, well, I don't have time to read to my womb, I'm yeah. too busy. And you, I think most people would be caught by surprise, but unfortunately that same response doesn't really happen for expectant fathers. So do you find that kind of breaking down gender roles and gender ideas is a part of your uh, dialogue as well? Yeah, it's funny. I, I do get that a lot too. It's like, especially from the from the guys like what's the point why should i do this um that's not really my role you know it, it's the mom's role um and, and so that's when I, I start to break it down to and say well you know i want you to understand how important it is to create that bond that's number one the bond with your future child but the bond with the mother that is extremely helpful it's very soothing for them and they're sitting and they're relaxed and they're calm and then the father is reading in a nice calm voice it's a, it's a very it can be a very relaxing experience for the expectant mother and it, that's really good as you know for her pregnancy to be as relaxed as possible so i try to under, help them understand that and i also try to to help them understand that you know it it will the, the child inside the womb will listen listen to the patterns eventually as the child gets old you know within within the womb then they will listen to your your voice and your patterns and then when the child is born, and there and there are um, um, some videos out there. I don't know if you've seen them, and, and some research out there that says when a father is constantly talking to the baby in the womb, and then the the baby is born, and the father starts to talk to the baby, that the baby can recognize mm-hmm. the father's voice, and and it's very soothing for the baby. I mean, there's one particular video where the baby is just crying like crazy, and then just born, and the dad talks, and all of a sudden the baby starts to calm down. It's almost like, I've heard you before. <laughs> I know who you are. So, um, you know, I try to tell them that. I say that's very important. And, you know, I, I, especially the component of the brain development, uh, the reading skills, uh, right. excelling in life. I think that's when they jump on. They start to see, oh, wow. So, you know, my ah, kid is so, very successful. So when it becomes less emotional and more yeah (laughs) yeah 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 to kind of get i see i see so what do you find to be some of the bigger challenges for expectant fathers and how can expectant mothers encourage them to be more involved it's kind of a two-part question um i think the the biggest challenge is uh, the pressure they feel they they this added pressure to make more money um, to have uh, all the resources needed for the child. Um, uh, there's so much, you know, the diapers and the food and the clothing and the doctor's visits. And, you know, it, it all starts to add up. So right away, they're thinking, oh, my God, you know, financially, how are we going to do this? Um, so that's a big pressure right there. 
I think that's the number one, actually. It's just the financial added pressure because having a child is extremely, extremely expensive. Um, if you look at it, you know, um, for the first year, two, three, out, and five, and, and you know these, you know, so much research, how critical these years are for these kids yeah. from, um, from zero to three or four or five. And I keep saying it's before zero. I, that's my thing. It's like it's critical yeah. during the nine months. You know, that's critical right there. So, um, you know, it, it's so important for these kids to have a good home and to be nurtured. And, and so the, the dads are thinking, oh, man, how am I going to do this in my work? You know, um, and, and that's something I want to advocate for, too, just since I'm on the topic. is that I, I want employers to provide their employees uh, male expectant fathers, right? Male employees who are going to be going to be fathers to provide a day off, paid day off, to go to the doctor's visits with their expectant mothers. Because there's so many men that want to go to these doctor's visits, but they can't because they're going to lose a day of work, and that comes back to the financial pressure. So, and I would love for uh, employers to to think about that. Uh, it's not, it doesn't have to be a day off because it's not a whole day thing, but at least if they could go out for a couple of hours, go to the doctor and listen to that heartbeat. My God, that's so powerful for a man. When they listen to that heartbeat, they start to fall in love with that child yeah. right away. So it goes back to that tangible yeah. <laughs> that expectant fathers tend to grasp towards more than the emotional yes. educational yes. aspect. Got it. Yes, exactly. And so I think, you know, with the financial pressure, I think uh, what the expectant mother could do basically is, you know, un uh, understand that there is that financial pressure. It's like, okay. And then to just kind of say, okay, we have that. Let's figure this out together as a team. Let's see what we can do to make sure um, that we have everything in place for our child. We have all the resources in place. We, we have, um, you know, a nice uh, room, whatever it is, all, all the food and, and all the clothing. And so I think, it's, it's really important for expectant mother to just understand that that's a huge pressure. And, and then adding on to that pressure would not help. <laughs> and say, okay, I expect you to do this. I expect you to do that. I expect you to pay for here and pay. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. Whereas more there's a team effort and just recognizing what, what's going on. I think that would be extremely helpful for the expectant father in terms of um, you know, relieving that number one financial pressure. All right. Wow. Yes. So you mentioned, you know, that there are ways that the expectant mother can, you know, involve the dad. And in most cases, that's a great positive way. And it usually turns out very positively. If there are still challenges that the expectant mother is finding with the father and the technical thing isn't working and, and early development connection doesn't happen, when the child is born, what can they do once the child is born to kind of establish that connection? Uh, you know, of course, there's always helping out with the tasks that come with newborns, you know, diapers and feedings and early morning feedings, middle of the night feedings and stuff like that. What else can they do, let's say, within that first 12 months of life as expectant fathers besides chores and helping out to connect with the baby? I think it's super important to engage with the baby. I think, first of all, you got to continue reading to, that, to the baby. I, if you can read every single night, um, I'm reading my bedtime story, and it doesn't have to be long. You know, it could be something very simple. It could be five minutes. 
that's to me is number one. Continue what you do, what you did, um, you know, before the baby was born. I mean, if you were unable to, but just engage and keep reading to the child and, and definitely tons of uh, engagement, you know, looking at the child, touching the child, hugging the child, kissing the child, um, uh, making funny faces, you know, just being with the child. And it's not, not being with the child and then on your cell phone. That's totally different. Right, like, oh, right yeah. next, I'm just going to be my child. I'm going to be here. I'm, yeah, I'm with him. I'm taking care of him. Like you said, I'm just making sure he's alive, you know, or she is alive. You know, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about engaging with them in a positive way, you know. Get them to do tummy time. I love tummy time when I had them. I have always did tummy time. I was sitting, I was laying down on my tummy with them, looking at them, you know, have them play with different toys, try different things, and talk to them constantly, constantly talk to them and talk to them and talk to them and have a conversation with them. Even if they're like gooing and guy and crying, you got to talk to them. Always, always, always talk to them. Um, so I think those are some of the ways that they can engage with their kids other than making sure that they're alive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. Yes. Well, I think that what you're doing with the podcast is definitely a much needed dialogue that needs to happen. And you've mentioned that, you know, uh, you've gotten great feedback um, from folks uh, about the podcast. Uh, tell us about some of the episodes that you've already had and maybe some of the topics you're looking to cover in the future. Yeah, actually, I had um, a lot of different folks come on from different uh, areas of, um, of business to talk about uh, some of the things that they've done and from the idea to reality they've done. I think one in particular was uh, a, a fantastic uh, search engine optimization guest, uh, David Marr. And basically, you know, he talked about how he was uh, broke and then he took his idea of how he wanted to be a search engine optimization specialist. And then, but I think the story is fantastic because he talked about how he, he went through the whole process while he was an expectant father. <laughs> and then he, uh, you know, and he did that. He was engaged with the child, um, before birth and, and he was reading and, and, you know, he loved that whole process. So I think that was one of my favorite episodes. Um, I think in the future, what I want to do is I, I really want to focus in on how can I get uh, employers, people who employ, especially expectant fathers, how can I get them on to talk about this idea of providing paid leave for yeah. expectant fathers? I think that that's something that needs to happen. I'm just really all over this now i i want obviously i want them to to read to the womb and and that's something that i want that to be an instinct but i think in the future podcast i'm trying to figure out or, or how to or talk to lawmakers and, and say okay how do we you know put this law into place or policy into place where you know expectant fathers can leave their work for a few hours go to that uh, doctor's visit and not have to worry about losing pay because that's huge, yeah. especially that, if that is, that's a big, big deal. And I think it, it that touches on the fundamental change that yes. needs to happen within the system exactly. to remove the taboo yes. that expecting fatherhood is a myth. Exactly. So 
so yeah, I, I think that that's definitely vital. So I'm happy to hear that you're using your platform to really delve into those more legislative issues. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll be, uh, I wish you luck on that because that is definitely a worthwhile uh, campaign to erase the taboo about expectant fatherhood. Absolutely. Well, before we end, uh, I wanted to know if you could uh, mind sharing two things. Number one, let our listeners know where they can find you for expectant father support. Uh, so let them know where you, they can find your podcast and any other resources you offer. And also number two, a favorite story time memory or book with us, either as a child being read to or as a parent reading to your child. <laughs> Great questions. Okay. So everyone can find me on LinkedIn. That's number one. I'm on LinkedIn. And if you just search for my name, Elvin, E-L-V-I-N, Freitas, F is Frank, R-E-Y-T-E-S, um, you will find me, uh, connect with me, uh, you know, DM me, uh, direct message me, ask me any questions you want. The podcast is uh, From Idea to Reality, the Magendum podcast. Um, and also I have a, an educational podcast called The Ed Up Experience that's more focused on higher education. Uh, but if, if you go to LinkedIn and, and you search my name and you will find me, please send me a connection request and, and let me know you heard about me through this podcast. Um, and I, I will answer any questions and I will help you the best that I can to my ability. Now, the second question I had was, um, I think for me, uh, you know, because I was reading to the womb, obviously, and um, uh, before, uh, you know, my wife had uh, our children, and um, after, when they were born, I would continue to read. Uh, but there was one moment that sticks out when I was uh, reading to my daughter. And um, she, we were reading, um, uh, who, uh, I think it's called, I can't remember, Who Ate My Hat? Oh, I Want My Hat Back. Yeah, I Want My Hat Back. And there was, uh, uh, and she's like three, three and a half, I think. And then, you know, there's a point where you realize that the, the bear um, ate this bunny to, because the bunny took his hat. And she says to me, you know, but it's not obvious. And she says to me, she says, Daddy, where's the bunny? And I said, I said, where do you think the bunny is? And she said, in the bear's belly? And I said, yeah, he did. And she said, why? Why would he do that? <laughs> and so she kind of got the whole concept, and I, and I just thought that was so powerful. I'm like, yes, she's understanding, and she's she's asking why, and she's curious, and and I love that curiosity. And and so it was it was a it was a beautiful moment. I was just so proud. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. I love that that you're thinking that. Like, why would he do that? That's good. That's, that, nice. that's a sign that you know reading is an integral part of her life too, because if yeah. she. Typically, you know, if, they, if you're making it a habit to read uh, to your child, uh, they're going to start asking questions about the content. And that's when yeah. you know they're really listening. They're mm -hmm. really engaging their imagination and they're cherishing that moment together. So, yeah, yeah, it was yeah a I think that's moment. why your dialogue is so important for fathers to understand uh, what an impact it has to be uh, an involved expectant father. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, Elvin, I want to thank you for your time and expertise today. I'm going to have you hang on a little bit while we wrap up. Uh, but 
I, we enjoy talking with you about the podcast and expectant fatherhood and listeners uh, will be sure to leave the links in the bio of this podcast so that you can catch up with Elvin on LinkedIn and on his podcast in the future. This is the Stork Storytime Talks podcast from the North Liberty Library. And again, today we talked with our friend Elvin Freitas. You can visit his podcast on Apple Podcasts to find out more about their programming and services. And we want to say thanks again to our sponsor, Mercy Iowa City, for another episode of the Stork Storytime Talks podcast. Have a great day, everyone.